Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Airs International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm not quite sure what was prayed or talked about, but just because Dad was praying over me, because when, you know, when you're, you're, I don't know if this is like this for you guys, but I'm on my way here in a half an hour before I'm here. I mean, I'm getting dressed. I'm excited. I've had encounters. I've been in it all day. And all of a sudden, both toilets downstairs. I mean, if I could just speak boldly, uh, <laughs> all the <laughs> came up out of the ground right before we came over here. And exposure was happening in our kids. And so bombs were getting dropped and breakthrough was happening. And sons were crying in my shoulder about, what, 10 minutes before service? <laughs> 10, 10 minutes before we have to, uh, to come here. So I just, I say that with transparency because that's the reality of life. I don't know how many times you, you or if you are on live and you're a part of a service where all of a sudden a minister gets up and it's just, everything is just gorgeous and beautiful. Sometimes it's not like that. And so there's a real press, um, there's a real press that's happening for tonight. I think it's also, um, I think it's also interesting that, that that kind of night not night, but that kind of afternoon would happen on a night like tonight. Ever since 10 o'clock this morning, I don't know what happened. I had, I think it was Amber and Jason that were the first people that came to me and said, uh, you know, the new school year is going to be happening. And so we should probably send our kids and we should pray for our kids. Right. And that's kind of a a typical thing, right? Traditionally, it's the beginning of the year. So we're going to line all the kids up. We're going to lay our hands on them and we're going to send them into the new year. And that's awesome. But that was also the church age. And I just feel like he started to give me a strategy as I was even in my class this morning. And I just began to weep and I began to break because what he showed me was um, the best way to explain it is what he showed me was uh, a document and we'll get into this, but he showed me a document and it had the word sons at the top of it, essentially the Hebrew word for children, which is Ben. And at the top of it, it said that, and then it said 22. Uh, 2020, 2021. So basically the son's school year, 2020, 2021 is what he handed me to begin to explore. And what he showed me was, was that it was a blank document because as we explore it, you guys are going to fill that. And I just, I just got really excited because it's no longer just going to be a superficial prayer because the kids are going off to school and we need to send you and that's the right thing to do. But what is the blueprint for the children? What is the blueprint of Yahweh? What is his intention for their destiny this year? And do we understand that there is also a hijacker that wants that blueprint? that wants to try to rewrite part of that blueprint, wants to trick, wants to, um, what's the word, what's the verb for conspiracy? Not conspiracy, but conspire. There's, there's, there's ones out there that want to conspire against this scroll, against this blueprint, and wants to hijack the original blueprint. And he basically said, you are to lead tonight a company of people that are going to fill the new son's document 2020-2021 blueprint, and we are going to safeguard the destiny of what Yahweh has spoken over these children and the families into this next school year. How many of us have been, I mean, I think we handle things amazing, but at the end of the day, this is a pretty crazy school year, 
right? We're entering into something we've never, for such a time as this, we've never experienced before. Well, there is, there is a, there is a blueprint for this school year, not just for the kids, but for the parents and for the teachers and for the family and for society, for, for our regions, for our culture. And he has something to say about it. And so tonight we're gonna do it a little bit different. What I saw was that we're not gonna have you all line up and we're gonna pray, but I told you guys that tonight was gonna be a continuation of heaven awareness, right? Heaven awareness night, right? <laughs> so we are going to engage like we did uh, two weeks ago. And out of that engagement, we are then going to pray the things that we've engaged with, okay? So before we do, I wanted to, um, that wasn't the microphone, that was me huffing. Sorry. Um, I believe that he began a process today in what I'm going to release is because um, some of the things that we're going to be getting, I'm going to knock that over, huh? Some of the things that we're going to be getting involved in right on this next level or as we move forward is just kind of re-looking at some things, right? And so... Tonight's intercession night. Yahweh set it up that way. And so I'm like, yes, intercession night. And I don't know how many of you have just kind of a picture of what you think tonight should look like because it's intercession night. Maybe no, because Lurie's on the pathway of figuring out that we don't know anything. But for those of you or for me, I'm like, okay, it's intercession night. We're all gonna stand in a circle and hold hands and we're probably gonna lean over and we're gonna pray and we're gonna intercede. And I don't, I don't, then all of a sudden I'm like, do I even know what intercession means? Do I, even, do I even know what intercede means? Or have I just been told what intercession is and I've been given a culture of what intercession should look like so then I intercede out of that place versus understanding what really intercession was. So basically, let me get you excited. The beginning process of understanding intercession began a, um, a, a doorway that opened up that is going to reveal the kingly priesthood. I mean, that's ultimately what this is. Intercession is not just, hey, I'm gonna intercede. I'm gonna intercede for people. I'm gonna pray for you. It is a, I don't know if I have even the right words. It is a, oh, um, I, don't, I don't have the words. It is a weighty, it is a weighty thing that you should not take lightly. Let me say it this way. After learning what I'm about to release about intercession, you have no business interceding or praying for someone else unless you are in your right position. And so I think that we've taken it lightly and we've prayed from an earth's position or we've prayed the will of the Father and it's really my own will or I've prayed this or I've prayed that but it hasn't been from a right position. And we all know that Yeshua sits at the right hand of the Father, right? And we've been given that same place. I wanna read this to you. I'm totally going out this backwards, but Hebrews 7 is absolutely powerful. And we're gonna get into it. The title of, of Hebrews 7 is Melchizedek, 
the priestly kingly order that we are after a priesthood that I believe the doors have not been opened up to us to understand what has been given to us after the order of Melchizedek. Even if the word is foreign to you, Melchizedek is scripturally in the Old Testament and it says that Yeshua is after his order. What is that order? What is that order? What does it mean to be a kingly priest on the earth for him? So read, uh, let's read uh, Hebrews 7 uh, verse 25. It says, therefore he, it's talking about Yeshua, is also able to save completely those who draw near to God through him, always living to make intercession for them. He is in a position at the right hand of the Father, a complete vessel that is constantly interceding for those who draw near to God through him. The only way to the Father is through him, and he is constantly interceding for you so that you have access to the Father through him. Okay, if I am given that position and I am in Christ, then my position is that I am to be at the right hand of the Father, constantly alive, making intercession for those who draw close into me, into him to get to the Father. That's a pretty weighty call, not just, hey, we're having intercession night, let's pray. There's a new school year, we should pray for the kids. This is, this is, I am so close to the Father that I am sitting at his right hand, that I am able to hear and know what it is that is being projected as a father. And I have the ability to constantly be alive, interceding for those that they would have access to his heart that they would have access to what he's saying through him. That is a powerful call that we have access to, amen? And so I wanna just, I'm just gonna go uh, through a couple of things and we're just gonna kind of see where this takes us. So the Webster's Dictionary, just to have a foundation, Webster's Dictionary of the word intercession. Are you guys okay if we do this? Kind of just talk about intercession and then we'll engage and then we'll begin. Meaning I don't have the full picture of what intercession is in its fullness, but there's some, I want to at least challenge us to make sure that we are in a proper position, okay? So uh, intercession in Webster's Dictionary defined is the action. I immediately thought that was awesome. Action, the very first word, the action. This is an active thing. The action of intervening on behalf of someone else. Okay, the action of intervening on behalf of someone else. Okay, so the word intercede is obviously the action of interceding is another way to say intercession. So let's go into intercede. <laughs> to intervene between parties with a view to reconcile differences, to be a mediator. This is so powerful. Let's just read this really quick. Wait a second, to be a mediator, hold on. Well then let's read what a mediator is. Indirect causation. I have the power indirectly to cause something to happen as a mediator. <clears throat> Occupy a middle position. Guys, remember the sermon about the ministry of reconciliation? I'm gonna go in him, you're gonna go in him, and then I'll meet you there. That middle position, that doesn't mean middle position, meaning I'm balanced. People of Yeshua are not balanced. 
I don't mean play the middle ground. I don't mean play lukewarm. I'm going to try to play both sides. I'm going to try to help this party and this party. That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about a violent position in the middle between you and the Father. Okay? All right. So let's read Hebrews 8. Well, we don't even need to read it. The title of Hebrews 8, Yeshua, mediator of a better covenant. He's the mediator of a better covenant. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, Hebrews don't say New Testament. They say renewed covenant. Yes. It's not new to be done away with. It's renewed. And he is the mediator of dispensing a renewed covenant. Amen? Amen. And remember, everything I say about him, you have. You, you have. All right, so we're going to, it said, okay, so intercede, the action word is to intervene. I'm sure you guys know Webster's Dictionary to intervene, but we're going to read it anyways, because I think that's powerful. If I'm told to intervene, I want to know what intervene means. How many of us have intervened from an earthly position? That's scary, right? Because if you intervene, you can intervene in a good way, and you can intervene in a hostile way. You can get your hands on something you're not supposed to get your hands on and you should totally be putting your hands on something you're supposed to be putting your hands on. All right, so intervene. Intervene means to occur, fall or come between points of time or events. I just thought that was powerful when we're talking about him being omnipresent. The ability to be in between two events. The ability to be between two time periods. I mean, that's not what Webster's saying, but I'm reading it from a spiritual aspect. To occur, to fall, or to come between points of time. I just released a couple of weeks ago that we're the crazy ones that are called the transitioners. That we were created for such a time as this just to be a part of this crazy 200 years that we're involved in because we are in the middle of two points of time. We get to intervene between the church age and the son's age or the king's age and the church age, or whatever, I don't even want to title it. I don't even know what age it's going to be. But what I do know is that we are right smack in the middle of two events, two time periods, and we get to intervene. We have a role in this intervention. Amen? To interfere with the outcome. We could just stop right there. I have the power to intervene and mess with the outcome. Better put on your priestly garments, messing with outcomes. Power in, is in the tongue. I'm saying that wrong. Power of life and death is in the tongue. I have the ability to change the outcome. Do we believe that? Do I believe that? Do I believe that I have the ability to change the outcome based on what I say? which out of the heart flows the issues of life. So based on what I say is what I believe. What I believe is what I'm going to say, which is what's going to affect the outcome. To come in between by way of hindrance. How many of you want to be a hindrance for the one that's hijacking the blueprints? Because I'll just tell you right now, we're going to get into it. But as an intercessor, as somebody who intervenes, you have the ability to intervene in two different, two different aspects. It can go in two different directions, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. To enter or appear as um, 
uh, as an extraneous feature or circumstance. Basically, the way I took that was is things are going as is, and all of a sudden I show up on the scene and I just created a circumstance. I just created a feature as I stepped in to intervene. To become a third party to a legal proceeding. Does anybody in the spirit feel like there's some legal court cases either against or for us? We can become a third party in a legal proceeding. Do you guys are not acting like this is exciting? I don't know if this is exciting because before intercession was just, I'm gonna pray, but I was just gonna pray most, maybe you guys are holier than I am, but most of the time I spend the first half hour praying myself out of earth then maybe I touch second heaven and I start fighting demons. Then I get tired and then I come back down to earth. Okay? Then all of a sudden it's like, well, you need to pray again. So then I decide to pray again. And then I take a lot of time to get myself out of the mess I got myself in. And then I find myself a little bit higher and all of a sudden I'm faced with demons again. And then I go back down because I'm tired. That's been our intercession. Up down, up, down, intercede because I'm down. So the only time you're interceding is when you're down, which means you're actually framing the intercession, which means you're intervening the very crap you're in. Right? If I'm interceding from a place, then that's what I'm, inter that's what I'm producing. Okay, so well, we're gonna change that because I believe intercession in the new era is totally starting from a completely different seat. And now all of a sudden it is, the enemy is the footstool. And now I'm interceding and intervening from what? Not because of what I think heaven is, but because I am seated at the right hand of the Father in an uncreated realm, and I have access to the fullness of what he is saying. And if I'm the intercessor, then it's up to my voice to dispense everything he's thinking. But you're not able to dispense if you don't know what he's thinking. We have secrets that we get to listen to and get so close to him and then intervene from that place. Right? Okay. To interfere by force in another nation's affairs to prevent an action. Talk about it from a different realm. This is a nation. To intervene, what did I say? To interfere by force in another nation's affairs to prevent an action. You, what is going on? Is it heavy? Are you guys just heavy? Do I still have all over me? <laughs> Am I still in something I need to get out of? You guys can tell me. No? Okay. I, I'm, I, I was in a lot. I'm in a lot. It's okay? Okay. All right. You guys want to go into the biblical? That was just Webster's Dictionary. All right. I'm going to rat off a bunch of stuff from the biblical perspective, and then I'm just going to kind of give you, like, the, the punchline. Because sometimes when you get into Blue Letter Bible and you start getting into the details of the details of the details, everybody knows that there's a word and then there's a root word. And then out of that root word is two more root words. And in every single word, there's 72 meanings within that word. And then usually there's at least a couple words or a phrase that makes up the word intercession. And then you start studying the scriptures and all of a sudden you're like, 
I think I'm getting into priesthood. And then you're just, then you're just out. And then you're all loopy and you don't even know how to text on your phone. <laughs> so I'm just going to list some things and I want you guys to catch it by the spirit. I'm not going to teach this. Okay, I'm just gonna list some things. I want you to catch it by the Spirit and then I'm gonna give the punchline and then we're gonna move into some things, okay? So the biblical Hebrew word for intercession is paga. Okay? It means to meet, light upon, join, to meet of a kindness nature, to encounter either hostile or entreat upon request. The definition of entreat is to anxiously ask for something actually anxiously ask someone else to do something. That's what entreat means. Paga, to strike, to touch a boundary line, to cause to entreat, to cause anxiously to get somebody to do something, to make attack, to reach the mark. Okay, then of course you move into the renewed covenant and then you've got the Greek word for intercession. So there's always two different words for a word. So the Greek intercession, I am not gonna even try to, I mean, I'll try, but this is, don't quote me. Just go to Blue Letter Bible, push the little microphone and he talks so beautifully. Entakano. <laughs> that's not right, but that's what I have written down. All right, to light upon a person or thing, fall in with, hit upon a person or thing. To go to or meet a person for conversation, consultation, and supplication. Supplication means an answer. To pray, favor or against, entreat. Okay, now I'm gonna break that word down. So I said, en trikanano, whatever that is. The word en, E-N, is a preposition, you guys catch this, it is a preposition that means in, by, with, it means a fixed position. That word is broken down into two root words that when you put them together, here's what it means. Into, onto, to, towards, for, among, and out from, by, away from, an origin. The beginning of the word intercession basically means to be in a fixed position of origin, to be by, next, into, and towards. That's just N. How many times have we interceded from like just having no idea our role, our position? Compare that to pray myself out of earth, get tired out, you know, fight face to face, go back down to earth. That has nothing to do with just the word N, okay? Now the other word, takano, whatever that is. To hit the mark, literally with a javelin or an arrow. Now put these two words together every time you hear this. To hit the mark. Do our prayers and our intercession and our voice hit the mark? To reach, to attain, obtain. Guys, catch this. Get, become master of. To happen, to take a case to specify something. An example is to take a case to specify something, to meet one. 
the root of that word is to, catch this, to bring forth, to bear, as in produce, woman giving birth or earth bringing forth fruit. Okay, that is the fullness of the Hebrew and Greek definition of intercession. So to sum it all up, intercession would be, maybe you should do this. (laughs) No. Intercession would be standing in a fixed position of original intent, aligning myself with the destiny of what he says and I am able to voice that will cause a fruit-bearing nation. I'm gonna try to say that again. As a son, as a priest, you have the authority to be in a position, a fixed one, not a movable one, a fixed position that means original intent to be in, to come from. Okay, that's just the position. That's the first part. In order to become the master of something that will produce fruit. To be in a position to be able to stand in original intent, original intent, to become the master of and obtain and specify that something is going to birth fruit. That's intercession. So when we intercede tonight over the blueprint, over, over the children, it's not just, I hope they have a good year. It is, I am standing in a fixed position where I hear the heart of Yahweh and find out what the original intent is. And then from that fixed position, I become master of, I become the ruler of that blueprint. And I have the ability to then say what is going to bear fruit because it is going to come forth. It is going to come out of. The earth is going to bear fruit. Women are going to be able to uh, not, uh, not be barren in the spirit. I'm going to sit in my fixed position and I'm gonna hit the mark with an arrow, with a javelin. I'm gonna attain something, I'm gonna get something. I'm gonna take a case and I'm gonna be specific with that case. Go back to the Webster's Dictionary. I'm gonna become the third party in somebody's case. They won't even know I'm in their case, but I'm the third party. I will intervene and get in between and I will become the third party. So here's the thing. It says to entreat or could be hostile. That means that as a gate, which you are whether you choose to or not, you have the ability to either stand in between something. Here's a, um, let me see if I can do a, a descript, like a demonstration. Okay, Amber and Jason, come stand right here. Kaya, come stand right here. How many times have we said, I'm going to stand in the gap for you? Okay. So I'm not trying to like appoint, I'm just going to say heaven and hell. (laughs) Heaven and hell. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> and, and honestly, I'm not even, you, take hell with a grain of salt because what I said, did I release that? I haven't. Who did I release that to? Just him? Sneak preview. There's a whole thing about hell. Are you guys sure I didn't release it? Abraham's bosom, Hades? Stop it. Yes, I did. <laughs> I think it was here. I think it was here. I think I... Okay. Check into last week. <laughs> so what I mean is, is heaven's agenda, the fullness of the uncreated realm, and anything that does not line up with heaven's agenda. Okay? Here's a child who has a scroll. Right? She has a scroll over her life. There is a blueprint over her life. There are blueprints that say what she's going to be doing at the age of 35. There are blueprints that she agreed to before she entered this earth that said what she was going to take on at the age of 16. The 2020-2021 school year has already been written before the foundation of time. Okay? There's a scroll that gets released for her to agree with that scroll to walk that out, right? She has a choice. That's, what's, that what, that's what love is. Without love, and she doesn't choose this scroll, if she didn't have the uh, ability to choose that scroll, it wouldn't be love, right? She's not a robot, yes? Okay. So you've got anything that doesn't align with heaven that also has I don't, I guess I don't even want to say that it has a scroll, but definitely has tactics to rob the scroll before it gets to her. Okay? So, when I say I'm going to stand in the gap, I stand right here in my fixed position. And we can all amen and say, yes, I'm going to agree with Yahweh, and I'm going to release, you can do one, one, one option is I'm going to listen to what heaven says and I'm going to be a gateway and a vessel to release, not only release, but pull on that scroll and cause it to bear fruit. Okay? Or I can stand here and not know that and I can actually agree with the thing that's after that destiny and that scroll and line myself up with that. Right? So that's what it means by to entreat or to meet with hostility. Does that make sense? So when you say, I'm going to intervene because you are, you are anyways, what you're actually doing is you're taking on uh, an assignment, a calling, a... Those are all church words. I don't even know what to call it. But your kingly priesthood... It is a priesthood after the order of Melchizedek that you've been given to be able to stand in a position in the middle of two points and be the gateway of what comes through. So this is what it looks like. It, in the natural, it would look like me going like this. I'm standing right here and I go like this. Or I'm standing in a position to block this, to let this flow. And I don't mean because I'm so focused on this that I'm going to come against that thing. It doesn't have any power on the scroll. All I'm doing is blocking it. All I'm doing is just letting this flow. 
What I mean by that is that there's one scroll, but he'll come in to try to hijack it or write on it or just kind of tweak it a little bit and then let it get to her. So when we intercede, we're saying, I'm going to stand in a position of original intent and I am going to produce it to bear fruit. Make sense? Okay, you guys can sit down. I don't know if that was necessary, but in the picture, what I got was, was that when you stand in the gap, it's not necessarily that you're just standing in the gap for in, one, uh, in one aspect. You're going to engage a, cup, a couple of aspects. And so what, and I don't even know if I'm explaining that right. The focus is not necessarily what's after to hijack it. My intent in talking this way is to get you to understand this isn't some frilly prayer. I hope they have a nice year. This is their destiny. This is the trajectory of the rest of their lives. There is a blueprint that, uh, let, me, let me say it this way. I had somebody praying over me and the vision that I got was uh, in the cosmos, so just big. There was a scroll that was like flowing, almost like music sheets. And I was walking on my scroll and what was prayed was that the blood of Yeshua would disintegrate anything that would come to try to attack that scroll that I was walking on. And the vision that I got was that as I walked on the scroll, I was splashing his blood. I was just boldly walking on my scroll and every time I would step on that, it was splashing the letters of life out of my scroll and dispensing on anything that would try to come and hinder what my walk was in that scroll. So it's not about take, getting off your scroll and focusing on the enemy or anything like that because you guys, I'll say, it, I'll say it over and over and over again. The church age did so much work focusing on the enemy that we actually framed his scroll more than heaven's scroll. We were more focused on what was not supposed to be in their destiny that we actually spoke it into existence while we said we're against it. Power is in the, the tongue. Just because you say I'm against something doesn't, does, right? Like if I say I'm against this and then I speak that out, I'm still speaking it out. Don't even give it life. That's how valuable I am. My breath creates. So, so, so what we've done is we have been so focused on what his role is that we have not taken the time to step into what is it that Yahweh says? What is the original intent? What is it that he's saying? And be a dispensary of that and focusing in on that. Right? Okay. Let me say it this way. If Yeshua is sitting at the right hand of the Father and he's constantly interceding, explain to me what exactly is he interceding if he's at the right hand of the Father and there is no enemy in the uncreated realm? My point is, is that we've, think, we've thought of intercession as I'm gonna declare and I'm gonna decree and I'm gonna come against and yet the whole time we're focusing on the whispers of the enemy. If he is our high priest and he did it all and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, then why is he interceding for us? What are we supposed to be interceding then and what have we been focusing on if we are to be like him? Because I'm pretty sure he's not seated up, seated. He's not seated up in the heavenly realm and just, you know, the enemy, right? 
because he's in the uncreated realm, making intercessions for us. He's intervening. He is stepping between two events and he is saying that I am going to stand in a place of original intent to become master of what's gonna produce fruit. He's constantly speaking life. He's constantly intervening and saying what's gonna produce fruit. He's constantly saying, here's the fruit. Here's the original intent. I'm gonna step into that place and I'm gonna constantly intercede and I'm gonna become the master of what is gonna bear fruit. That's intercession. It's totally different. Unless it was just totally different for me. It's totally different. It just kind of redefines even prayer. Will you pray for me is changing some things. Because it, because if I, it's like when I, if I'm gonna be as bold as to say there's no healing ministry in heaven, why would there be? I'll just. So if we believe that and we have access to it now, could we flip the way we intercede? right? Because we believe that we don't have access to that after death, we have access to it now. Which means I have the ability to sit at the right hand of the Father and hear what he's saying and begin to be the dispensary or the voice or the one that releases the original intent from a fixed position that is going to become master of the fruit in a nation's affairs, in another nation's affairs. I have the ability to speak the life and change the outcome in another nation's affairs. I can sit in a position and speak the heart of Yahweh as the vessel, as the voice, to be able to change the outcome in another nation's affairs. What's a nation? Logan, come here. Remember I said I'm not after chasing a conference I'm not after chasing reformation. I'm not trying to ta- I'm not trying to make reformation. I'm after raising it. This is a nation. So I am in a position at the right hand of the Father to hear the original intent, to stand in a fixed position, to become master of so that the outcome of another nation's affairs will be changed. So now you know the power that we have, that I have the ability, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna rephrase that, but I have the ability to be able to write on his scroll for the 2020-2021 school year. That means what happens to this child has got to come through me first. What happens in a nation happens through me. I am after discipling nations. Amen? It's gonna be a good year. (laughs) How do you guys feel about intercession? Somewhat of a little bit of a mind change or a proper foundation to be able to intercede? A little. Okay. I want to release one more thing that I feel like we need to know for tonight. 
And then at about 7.30, I'm actually gonna shift gears and we're going to uh, engage in finishing, not finishing, but continuing in uh, Heaven Awareness Night because the, uh, the heart of Yahweh, what I feel that he's given for us tonight is that we are going to engage in that, um, in that realm and you guys are going to begin to hear what Yahweh is saying about their scrolls. Because here's the thing, you can amen me all day long, but if you don't know what's on the scroll, you don't know what to pray. You don't know how to position yourself. And now you're at the whim and subject to anything that happens to the next generation or yourself or parents or teachers or society, whatever it is. So if you have not taken the time, if you have not taken the time to be able to hear what he's saying, you cannot say I'm interceding or I'm doing anything for that matter. Right? So when I said that I have the ability, what I said I was going to rephrase is not that it's in and of myself, but that I have the power as a vessel, as a son that sits at the right hand of the Father to hear what he's saying, to make intercession, to constantly be making intercession for them. Why? So that they can get close to God through him. That means through my intercession, they can get close to Yahweh. It is a good day when we trade and hit people in the face. That was good. Right? Through my intercession, it's actually not just about their destiny. It's making sure that their scroll lines up with heaven and that all of heaven is the one that's writing through them. So it's my, my intercession is allowing for the person that I'm interceding for, I'm intervening on their behalf so that they can get closer to Yahweh through that intercession. Okay? And we'll talk about this, but intercession does have a voice. It's not quiet and it's not in your thoughts. By the frequency and the breath and the life that is coming out of your mouth, this is what I mean by out of the heart flows the issues of life. This is not just, okay, I'm gonna turn the switch on. I'm in a service, so I'm gonna be good. And I'm gonna speak the right things. This is, there is a frequency and there is a breath that is coming out of you regardless of what you physically say. There is a smell, there is an aroma, there is a frequency that comes out of you. Our job is to make sure that we are sitting at the right hand of the Father to make sure that our frequencies are lined up so that our constant intercession is producing fruit and producing life and that we are fixed in original intent instead of anything else. Okay? So I, wanna, I want to uh, release uh, one more thing. Are you guys doing okay? Are you guys sure you're Okay. I promise if all of you guys afterwards are like, mom, I don't know what you were in, but we need to reverse that. I'll take, I'll take ownership. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to go. We'll see if I can go there. All right. I wanna release one thing because I believe that you guys in your encounter tonight are going to, um, you are going to be introduced to a name. 
Now, I want to release the name of Yahweh. And the reason why I'm doing this is because uh, it's a powerful thing. I, when I first asked him, I don't understand how I activate this whole name thing. And he was like, immediately, he was like, why, how do you not understand? You're Tanya, you're a mom, you're a daughter, you're a, t- you're a teacher, you're a student. You're, oh, the aspects of me. So when somebody encounters the fullness of that aspect, it has a name. When you say mom, you're activating something that you know me in that arena. When somebody says Tanya, you're activating something in that arena. When somebody says Nana, you're activating something in, a, in, a, in an arena, right? There's aspects of the name. My name is Tanya. That's a title per se. It, it's, but I have attributes that are a part of me that are named, right? So I wanna introduce to you guys a name. And the reason why I'm doing this is I'm sure all of us have had teachings on his names. You've heard Jehovah Jireh. (laughs) What'd you say, copy? (laughs) You know, we've heard, right? We've heard these names. And I, can I, I I am just gonna go here really quick. I think that this is so powerful. I want to say I released this to to one other person, but I got wrecked when I started talking about names. I've already told you guys my conviction about saying Yeshua versus Jesus, right? Let me tell you why he released something else to me, and it's extremely powerful. The word Yeshua starts with a Y. Y means Yod. The beginning Hebrew letter, Yod, means the all spark of life. It means the hand of God. It means the beginning of all things. It means creator. In uh, in, in a... um, English sense, not having anything to do with spiritual stuff, but just, uh, what is that called? Like past tense, pro tense, present tense. But I mean, what is that? The study of, anyways, what? Tenses. Anyways, the why, you guys, this is so crazy. The why makes something that happened once an ongoing living thing always happening, present tense, future tense, past tense. Yod does that. The Yod in front, of Yeshua, in front of Yeshua, first of all, the word Yeshua means salvation. In fact, Yeshua was in the Old Testament several times. Yahweh of salvation, Yahweh of Yeshua means Yahweh of salvation. They were activating his name without his being. That's a whole teaching in itself. If you want him to show up, sometimes we want him to show up in the flesh. We want him to show up the way we ask him to. And yet you can activate the Yahweh of salvation and he will show up in a different way than you thought. He didn't just show up as Yeshua in the flesh. Yahweh of salvation is him that was used in the Old Testament when they parted the Red Sea. You need deliverance? Call on the name of Yahweh, of Yeshua, and sometimes it's not the guy in the flesh that is gonna show up in your life. Okay, side note. Yeshua starts with a Y, which is Yod, which means he died and resurrected once, but the Y allows it to be an ongoing living thing that keeps happening. That's what the Y does. Okay, now you know why I'm so passionate when the English language said, take out the Y and put in a J. And the J's not even in the Hebrew language. So we're gonna replace it with a letter that's not even a part of it. It's fake. And then we say in the name of Yeshua and basically said it was a one-time thing way back then. Talk about dispensationalism. 
and we have no idea. And then when you start bringing truth, truth gets really offensive. I don't understand why you're saying Yeshua. It's the truth. It's the beginning of, isn't that powerful? Just this little Y, this little Yod, means it's an ongoing future tense. It continues to happen. His name continues to happen. It's still alive today. And the church age is saying, you know what? He was alive way back then, and now we're just waiting for him to come alive again. That's Jesus. But I serve Yeshua, right? The great mediator of the renewed covenant. So when I talk about this name, it's powerful to say it by the right name. So the reason why I was making fun of Jehovah Jireh is if there's no J, that's not his name. But we've all had our studies, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. And you're activating, I don't know what you're activating. I'm not saying he knows where you're at. If you say Jesus or Jehovah Jireh, I'm sure the God of provision is gonna show up in your life. That's not what I'm saying. But here's what I am saying. I'm raising mature sons and daughters and there is a standard on the mature ones. The young ones can say Jehovah Jireh, but the mature ones who actually know the name can say Jehovah or Yahweh Yiri. That's Jireh, Yiri. There's something that happens in the frequency when you begin to say uh, Yahweh Yiri. It means I am in the middle of something that needs provision and I don't even want to just say Yahweh anymore because that's just like the name Tanya. It's like an all-encompassing name. When you begin to activate an attribute of who he is and say Yahweh Yiri, you're saying I, I need the, I'm pulling on you as the provider. Not just the, you know, the study that we did. Jehovah Jireh is God the provider. And you're not really step, this is what happens. Jehovah Jireh is a religious thing. Jehovah Jireh provider, I believe he will provide. Yahweh Yiri, that's how I would say it. Yahweh Yiri would be the ability to step into that name and begin to activate that name in my life and begin to understand that name from the inside out. Encounter that name, encounter that attribute, making it real and alive in my life. So provision is a name. Provision is a name. I'm walking through this, guys, because I'm going through another level of his goodness. Because then that means that he's a, that, that provision is in my name. Not because of what I did, but because of who I am. So when we start talking about names, we're talking about identity here. So I'm gonna give you guys a secret. Are you guys ready for a secret? I've got three minutes to give you guys a secret. I'm gonna release to you the name El Shaddai. You guys excited? All right, when you say El, you can say El Yahweh. Doesn't have to just be Yahweh, Yahweh. You can say El Yahweh, El Elyon, Elohim. Anytime you say El, you are calling on the God of the universe. You are calling on the God that every system in the cosmos is created and submitted to that God. And I don't mean that God like it's a different God. That name, that attribute, 
El is the God of, of, let me just uh, read this. The God is in charge of the power systems of the universe. Let me list a couple of them. Wavelengths, frequencies, oceans, waves, planets, orbits, light, darkness, sand, water, mountain to valleys. It's any aspect of nature. When you're engaging L, you're engaging energy. Starry host, black holes, billions of light years, gravity, barometric pressure, tornadoes, hurricanes, soft breezes. L. So now, when you're in the middle of nature and you cry out, L, Yahweh, you are saying the God of the power systems, that God, see me, okay? Pretty powerful, makes you feel really small, right? So this is what's so powerful about El Shaddai. You guys are gonna be so excited. <laughs> I think you guys are gonna be so excited. All right. Yeah, this is kind of a side note. But if you're ever in nature and you need the power systems to act on your behalf, I'm talking like safety. So we're about to, we're about to intercede for the children. And if safety comes up in your heart, you call on El, El Yahweh, right? El Shaddai. Anytime you say that, El Elyon, Elohim, you're activating the God of the universe to make a way on their behalf. So now you can see how important it is when we're interceding to step into that fixed position. Which fixed position do you want? Stepping into the God of the universe that would make a way to cause car accidents to stop, to be able to, uh, I mean, whatever, you're, you're swimming and you're drowning and you cry out to El, he can, he can lift you up supernaturally. I mean, we are activating a name where the power systems have to act on your behalf. You're in a situation, you need rain, you say rain. You're in a situation, I just need to feel, I just need to feel you soft breeze come, L. Tornadoes coming, I mean, whatever. This is, this is, this is good stuff, right? It's very different than being like, I believe in God. There are many gods. That's just a title. But it's not his name. It's not who he is. All right, Shaddai. Okay. Shaddai, couple things in Hebrew. The I at the end. So like if I say Adonai. So Yahweh is a name that kind of encompasses all of him. Adonai is a personal name that basically says, I acknowledge you as Yahweh, but I'm going to call you Adonai because it makes him personal. The I at the end is a personal possessive. It's mine. Okay? So Shaddai, there's an aspect of Shaddai that is yours. It's personal. Okay? It's a personal possessive. So when you call on El, El Shaddai, you now know that you are calling on the power systems to act on your behalf that are mine. Okay? Shaddai. The Shin. Shaddai has an SH, which is the letter Shin. And that usually means 
pressure. So when you're going through something that causes pressure, okay, but actually the whole word together, Shaddai, catch this, is bringing me into his chest, being near his heart. The reason why is because Shaddai means breastplate. Okay, Shaddai means breastplate and it's personal, it's mine. His breastplate is mine. Remember, his favored one laid what? On his chest, okay? Basically, his heartbeat is an energy system. It's a, a, there's an aspect of intimacy. Psalm, Psalm 91 dwells in the secret place. Almighty is Shaddai, find position, brings dwelling under, release everything so he can pull us in. There's, there's an aspect of releasing everything so he can pull you close, close to his heart. No matter where we are, he is stronger than strong and he will pull you in and nurture you. No matter where you are, he is stronger than strong. He is the God of the universe and he chooses to pull you into his breastplate, to pull you into his chest. He is the one that determines light years and wavelengths and whether or not the ocean stops at a certain point at the land areas and frequencies and bar barometric pressure and all. And yet he'll say, come into my breastplate. Let me nurture you. Another aspect of it is El Shaddai teaches us that like a mother who takes care of us, he can command the universe to see and obey us who call upon his name shall be saved. There is an aspect that a, um, uh, well, you guys understand that when a mother has a baby, there's an aspect of bringing them close that a sound begins to permeate. Right, typically you're talking, you're singing, you're saying things, right? You just, it just, you just can't help it. There's a voice that begins to come. That sound brings a, a baby is transformed. Physical transformation happens over that baby as a mother begins to give life and to nurture and to hold in that way. We come in. There's, there's, uh, there's studies that actually show that when you bring a baby close, what actually is transformation is not only the sound, but they lock eyes. They lock eyes with one another. They stare into each other's eyes. And what have we been talking about? Whatever you look at is what you behold. You become the one that is close to his breastplate and you lock eyes with him. When we talk about locking eyes with him, you may not be like, I'm not saying that you won't have an encounter where you're standing up and staring at his eyes, but there's gonna come a time where you're gonna call on El Shaddai, the God of the universe that brings you close into his chest and he's locking eyes with you to bring transformation. I want you to grow. <laughs> I want you to have life. I'm bringing you into my chest to hear an energy uh, that's coming from my heart and I'm gonna lock eyes with you. Amen? All right, I think that that's all I'm gonna. 
I will say that I do believe that this is gonna be paramount, this name, because there's an activation of intimacy that is gonna to begin to come that is going to be able to release transformation. There is a type of intimacy, just like I said <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, that you are gonna feel so small and so big at the same time. This is El Shaddai. Didn't even know I was activating that name back then, two weeks ago. <clears throat> you feel so small when you call on El and yet he brings you in and locks eyes with you and does a mother not say, I want you to have everything that I have. You have access to everything that I have. The living water, the life, the breast milk, the nurturing, the sound, the singing, everything to transform that baby, right? Makes you feel really big all of a sudden that you have that kind of intimacy, amen? <clears throat> so, for tonight, I just wanted us to have a couple of things where um, now I didn't get a chance to read that. That's okay. I wanted us to just have a couple of things in our back pocket about intercession and about El Shaddai. Okay? You guys have those in your back pocket? Yes? Only some of you guys are saying yes, and so then I don't know. <laughs> Is it a lot? Yeah? Okay. So what we're going to do <clears throat> for the next half hour um, is we're going to go back. How many of you were not here a couple of weeks ago when we did uh, Heaven Awareness Night and we encountered? You guys were not? Everybody else was here? Yeah? Okay. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I am actually, I believe that this is going to be very intimate. I believe that Yahweh is going to release some things over us. And I also want us to practice using our voice by what we see. And so it's going to be an intimate time. I believe that we are going to, for the first time tonight, we are going to get a corporate assignment. What I mean by that is that we are going to begin to write the destiny and the scroll of the 2020-2021 school year over every family in our regions. I believe that we're gonna begin to do that. We're gonna end with that. We're not gonna jump right into it. Remember when I said we're not just gonna start swinging with assignments, but I do believe we're gonna get some assignments and it's gonna be super powerful. Uh, with that being said, I believe that we need to shut down live. And so um, I bless every single person that has uh, endured watching on live and has allowed their boxes to be shaken and, and has started conversations while you're at home and being able to just engage these things of the new era. So we just, we bless you and we thank you for joining in and um, amen. How are we doing back there? We're, we're okay. All right, if we could dim the lights a little bit, and then uh, is that the music, Gabe, that we're playing? The, the okay. All right, so like before, uh, we're gonna dim the music. I want you guys to get comfortable. That can look however. You wanna walk around, walk around. You wanna lay down, lay down, sit up. Um, whatever that looks like for you to be able to uh, engage. And sa same thing it's gonna look like before. I'm gonna kinda walk us through some things that he showed us. When I begin to start asking questions and you have something, 
I want you to raise your hand and I have Jacob, is that correct? With a microphone that's just gonna come up to you and you're going to just add a piece to the puzzle. Let me lay some ground rules. When the mic gets in in your face, I do not want uh, a 15 minute story of how you got there. When I say, what do you smell? It could be as simple as I smell barbecue. It, 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 I, it just can be a small thing that you see to add to the picture. We don't need you to necessarily describe the whole picture. Does that make sense? Only because for the, for the sake of time, we're gonna basically uh, engage in this environment for a while. I'm gonna ask some of those same questions about you and about Yeshua. And then at some point we're gonna get to, uh, at some point we're gonna get to a point where he's going to begin to hand you some things. And, um, and then we'll kind of go from there. I just wanna set this up after we walk out of this encounter, then we're going to kind of shift gears and I'm actually going to have, uh, we'll get there, but I'm going to basically have you, I'm going to ask you to come up here with the microphone and you're going to speak out what it was that happened during this specific time. And then when you do that, I'm also going to start to um, just activate you to pray it. So what's happening here is what are we doing? We are ascending and we're gonna find out what he says by smelling it, touching it, not just listening a little bit and then going back to earth. I think this is the will of the Father, but really what is the will of the Father? You do not need to have the answers for all of 2021. That's why we have a family. Amen, right? We get to engage. If you see Something that just doesn't make sense, it's okay because you're going to get up here and you're going to begin to just declare that over the 2020-21 school year. So like I said, instead of like before where we line all the kids up and we lay hands on them, what we're going to begin to declare is we're going to declare and we're going to intercede, whatever that looks like. We're going to pray from our fixed position to declare in fruit based off what we just encountered. Okay, so that's what tonight's going to look like. So go ahead and if you want to, you can close your eyes. You can open up your eyes if you're a seer, whatever that looks like to you. And I am going to um, begin to describe this again. If you remember when we engage and encounter. You have uh, two options. There's more options, but for the sake of right now, um, you, have, uh, you have two options. Um, Hold on a second. Okay. The cross or the veil is an access point. It means that we have been given access to this realm. You are, you have permission to access this realm, not because of what you did today or how you acted today or how you felt today or what happened to you today. The only reason why you have access to the realm that we are about to step into, which is the most beautiful realm, the most beautiful area, the most beautiful environment. I mean, what happens here? There's no death. Can you even begin to activate your imagination of what no death looks like? Okay? So the reason why we have access to this realm is through the veil. And so as a family, we are standing on the outside of the veil, which means we are on earth. We are, we are human beings. We have a flesh. We are on the outside of the veil. And together, corporately, we are going to boldly 
in your mind, or if you are standing up, activate it and step through the veil. And when you step through that veil, you are immediately in this realm. There's no works. There's no, you don't need to try to find it. The moment you step past and you go through the veil, you step boldly through the veil that he tore for you, you are now standing in heaven. Remember where we're standing is there is this beautiful grass. It almost looks like what I would consider the fake grass that we do see here on earth. It is so clean. It, it's, it's not made out of anything earthly. It is, it is lush, it is clean. Begin to feel it on your feet, or if you're not standing, wherever you are on that grass, feel it. Try to engage and, 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 and smell, if you smell anything. Just breathe in. He's as close as you breathing in who he is. Just, we don't need to be stressed. We don't need to be thinking about what's going to come. Just take a moment and just be thankful and breathe that you have access to this anytime you want. And in front of you are those cottonwood trees, specifically Fremont cottonwood trees. That picture that was, that was up is the best way to describe these trees. But remember, there's no death. What does the bark look like? What do the leaves look like? A couple people came up to me and they did share what they saw last time and there's lightning bugs in this place. But it may not be dark. There are swings on the trees to play in. They're not man-made. And we're walking through this forest because we know already that there's a place for us. So take this walk and take this time to just enjoy the journey to a place that he has for us as a family. What do you see? What's to your right? What's to your left? And if it comes up that you feel as we're walking through this journey to this place that you saw something that you think we should know about, just raise your hand and I'll have Jacob just come bring the mic. I can start us off. Uh, I did not see this last time. There are butterflies everywhere. And the crazy thing about these butterflies is that they are almost dancing to a frequency and to a breath. There's a breath that's happening in this place that's, it's, it's nothing like we experience on earth. And so creation is moving with this breath, with this heartbeat. It's almost like they're working with one another. The butterflies and the lightning bugs are in full unison. Do you smell anything? Do you hear anything? 
as we've been walking, we're about to come on to the, the scene of the area that he has shown us where it's this lush open area. There's no hindrance in what we can see because the trees kind of stop and it's just this open area. And if you remember, there's the fountain right in the middle and there's a stream. And if you were there last time, you don't have to be in the same place that you were before. You may find yourself in this place and last time you were in the water and this time you're sitting on a rock. Maybe you are in the same place. But the first question is, is where are you on, in this scene, in this place? Again, if you smell anything, feel anything, hear anything, and you want to add. I see picnic tables and we're like all sitting there. So there's picnic tables in this place. begin to envision, like she said, where, where she's sitting. Where are you in this scene? Are you at one of those picnic tables? Are you sitting next to somebody that you know? Are you by yourself? joy 
there's a storm up ahead, but you can smell it. The rain's gonna come down. Smell of rain. Uh, so I saw my two grandfathers who were both passed away, and I just think they represent grandfathers or grandparents in general. And they both had their sleeves rolled up at one of the picnic tables, and they had a, a like blueprints rolled out, and they were looking over the valley, kind of like planning or envisioning how things were going to get built. So that means that there are at there are parts of our cloud of witnesses that are beginning to reveal themselves to us. Uh, I just thought it was interesting because I saw the same thing Regina did, that the trees are like alive, but their like whole limbs are, are totally moving and their bark is like soft, like they're flexible. Hmm. Um, and when we were walking through the trees, I was walking with Jacob <laughs> And whatever he was saying, I was laughing hysterically. Like it felt like there's people from all, like it felt like there's people from everywhere all coming together, but all of us are like not necessarily right next to each other, but we all are, there's so much joy. Like we're all walking in together, even though we're not together. So now that you have a little bit more of the scene that's behind you and, and around you, I want you to begin to ask, where is Yeshua in this? And I want you to just take a moment because we're going to go through what we went through last time. If, if there's a separation between you and where you see him, take this time to ask him, do you want to take some steps towards me or should I take some steps towards you? Begin to activate and engage getting close. about you getting closer or him getting closer, the activation would be that what, there's an intimate thing that he's gonna show you, so it's going to require an extreme closeness. So even if you're both, like let's say he's sitting on one side of the picnic table and you're on the other side of the picnic table, ask if you can swing around and sit on his lap or whatever that may look like for you. I guess what I mean is, is just really press in on how close can you get? Ask him, how close can I get? How close will you let me get? How close would you get to me?
So I, I see myself and him holding hands and running in the water, and at times splashing, jumping up and down, and you know, like in puddles. Was <laughs> just having so much fun, and also before we, um, before you. Well, anyway, I just wanted to share that there are flowers everywhere, every kind and imaginable and unimaginable. I mean, they're beautiful and they're everywhere. Did you say house? Flowers. 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 Remain in a place of thankfulness that he is revealing more and more. And remember, it's an atmosphere that can always be added to. It's always an and environment. Now, what I want you to, to begin to ask is while you're in this place of intimacy and closeness, I almost would encourage you if you are, I mean, unless he says otherwise, but if you are playing or you're acting or you're, ask if you can just sit with him and rest for just a few moments because he has some things for you. And this is where, this is that moment where I believe he is going to reveal the attribute of El Shaddai to you in a very personal and intimate way. So remember who you're talking to, even though it's Yeshua, what does he have for you to show you a part of his father, who he is, that is the God of the universe and yet will also bring you close to his breastplate. as you step in or activate or however he releases it to you to be in that name it's in that position I want you to ask this question meaning who you're asking is El Shaddai the question that you're going to ask him is you're going to ask him would you release part of the blueprint for 2020 2021 What does he hand you? I want want you to take the next few minutes studying what he hands you. I need you to look at it. He needs you to look at it. Examine it. Honor what was his that he's allowing you to see and hold and touch 
It's very holy. It's very sacred. It's a secret. now you're going to ask him if you can carry that with you as we walk back towards the veil. Whatever he handed you, does he want you to carry all of it? Is it only a part? What part of what he showed you does he want you to take back with you? when you have that in your hand begin to honor and thank him for this time for the access for trusting us as his sons and daughters to carry something so intimate of his always thank him for the time that he spends with you and in your own heart and in your own words say say your your personal goodbye not that it's goodbye but in this place you're making a physical act of saying I'll see you in a different place or I'm going to see you later or I can't wait to come back to this place. You're, you're making this place, you're, you're setting this place up as holy and intimate and set aside. So you're thanking him for showing up. You're thanking him for, thank him for meeting you there. Thank you for playing. Thank you for revealing that you are El Shaddai, the God of the universe who also nurtures and plays. As you do that, all of us are holding what it is that he has given us for the 2021 that you have studied. And you're walking back through that forest, the living ones that are playing, the cloud of witnesses are still at work. you get to come back we get to step back through that veil holding something from heaven that gets to be dispensed on earth 
So in your mind's eye or your physical eye or in your heart, begin to take those steps that position you now on the other side of the veil. While you're doing that, Gabe, can we have that song play? Continue to hold what it is that he asked you to hold. Continue to walk that journey if you need to spend a little bit more time in that forest, if you're on the other side of the veil and you're coming out of the encounter. Hold that blueprint dear while this song plays. And then we will move into a place of prayer and intercession as we release what it was that he showed us over the children for 2020, 2021. I'm failing and I'm losing my mind 
Just hold me, don't fix me Don't try to change a thing How oh, someone just know me Cause underneath I'm broken and it's beautiful Amen. I felt like uh, Yahweh wanted to release that as a transition as we begin to intercede over the next generation, that they are allowed to be known, to be wild and to be free, not to be fixed, but to hold them because they're broken and it's beautiful. trying to lock eyes with someone. I can't find them. Not you. Sean. Sean, I'm trying to lock eyes with you. When something's broken and it's beautiful and you don't position yourself to try to fix, but you position yourself as an intercessor, sometimes it's just holding in those moments. And so the things that he released to us that we're carrying dear that are in his heart, we're going to activate those things and, and what it is that we're carrying. And what I'm, what I'm looking for is when you feel ready to come up and you're going to get on the mic and you're going to describe what it is that he gave you that you're carrying and after you describe it so real quick I mean I'm saying 30 seconds what was it that he gave you because then what you're going to do is you're going to activate prayer and I want you to begin to release it over all of us if that makes sense you're now the voice of what you carry does that make sense so whatever it is that you're holding you're going to put a voice to it you're gonna put a frequency to it. it. It's something that you are carrying. It's something that you've studied, right? You've seen it, you've looked at it, you've asked him permission. You are the master. You are the owner of what it is that you're holding. You are the one that gets to carry this and stand in between 2021 and Yahweh and be the dispensary of what that is and you're gonna put a frequency to it, you're gonna put a breath to it, you're gonna put a voice to it and declare it over the next generation from that place. Amen? So if anybody wants to start it off, we're just gonna spend the next 15 minutes doing this so that the next generation, and, it, and remember it's not just the next generation, it's parents, it's teachers, it's society, it's culture, it's NAU, it's all the school system, it's all education, it's 
Board of Education, it's the governor, it's, it's everything. It's 2020, 2021 affects us all, amen? What's his blueprint for it? Sorry, yes, you're going to come up here. <laughs> because this is a position, and I don't mean this in the natural, this is a position of authority to be the, the master of a thing, of what it is that you carry that's yours, to be able to speak over. That is a, that is a high priest, right? It's a priesthood. It's a high position. So I was just like going with it. And like when you were asking like what people were seeing or whatever, I was feeling something. And I'm emotional because then you, I get to the place, like I'm there. And then I make the connection about the whole things about school. And it just like, anyways. So, um, he was on a swing, and he was going really high, like kids do, or I personally like, like to do also. And, um, and so the feeling that I was getting was just um, peace. It was a feeling of peace in the midst of a lot of things going on. And if you were not there, and you were just on the outside, it was chaos. But if you were there, it was just a lot of things like moving. And so the feeling that I had was peace. And so um, you asked like, do I go to you or do you go to him? Or do I go to him or does he come to me? And so I went to him to swing with him, like in tandem, like a little kid too. And, and we were breathing together in unison and so like what I saw was I had to go with him so I had to step in faith and make that movement but when I did that he did all of the work I didn't even have to breathe so and then the embrace at the end was just like literally like a full body hug like you know because when you're sitting like that it's kind of like all the way around so I just really like then I made that connection to school of just like like literally I was talking about the meeting yesterday and it was hellish and it was just like on somebody looking in it's just a lot of stuff and it was just like but when we're in it it's gonna be a lot of stuff but peace is what I so um, now that that's been described would you activate in prayer peace over all of us to to take part in what you're carrying. So, Yahweh, I just thank you for the peace that passes all understanding. Lord, that as many of us have stood on a 
Yes. This being a safe place here where we're, we don't even wear masks, that as we are in our homes, that we are that safe place that provides a peaceful environment for our kids, that that peaceful environment flows through, through time and space, through those yes. devices and people experience your peace and that we don't have to do anything to encounter that we just have all we have to do is just step out and trust that you're going to take care of everything else when we activate in your peace and so i just thank you for that i speak that over every home whether you have students or not whether you work in education or not that there would be peace just overflowing um, and that it would spread like exponentially Amen. in your name Every student that's in here is listening to what's being spoken, right? Over there, all those kids, you guys are listening. You guys are getting an impartation from the heart of Yahweh, from the heart of El Shaddai. Just released peace. The word that was actually released over you is Shalom. And it means body, soul, and spirit flying in tandem with the one that does all the work. Flowing in a frequency, an ebb and flow where he's got it. That's shalom peace. This is the difference between intercession and teaching. I can teach on shalom, but now you just experienced it where what that shalom peace is. So, ready? So when I was, uh sitting with him uh, he, we, we sat on a bench a wooden bench in the grass and uh, we looked up and the sky was actually stars it was daytime but the sky was stars and you could see it was it was as bright as day but there was stars in the sky but it, it was like a deep like a deep star um, a, like a night where it was just the darkest night where you could see those stars so so bright um, he was. He said, "Look like me, look the way I look." And we and I looked up, and I was able to like. It was almost like my eyes were telescopes, and I could focus on any star, and I would be able to zoom in to like, zoom in as close as I could to that planet or that star or whatever. And I could just, as I was just shifting my eyes, I was able to just see. As I focused on anything, I could just zoom in like a telescope as close in to whatever I wanted to see in the universe, and. And then he said, look down. And as I looked down, um, I was able to see like a microscope, the intimacies of how things are created and how they're made way, way down to like the quantum level of how things are at its core created. And then he handed me a, it looked like one of those old school uh, that captains would have these, uh, these little telescopes that you would just push out really quick and keep in your pocket I don't know what those are called um, but he handed it to me and he said this is how you can see like me you could see farther in in the farthest of reaches you know being able to see have foresight the discernment to be able to see far far away things that are out there and then you can also see intimately how things are made how things are functioning at a quantum level um, and that we'd be able to carry that 
that the that the kids, the generation, for some reason, I just kept hearing that they have been reserved. That this time that they are home with family, and at this time that they are that they are the way things are going, that they have been reserved like a fine wine, and they are going to be the ones to carry these microscopes or these uh, telescopes or whatever the heck those are called. So pray and declare that tool into them. Lord, I just pray right now, Father, that that telescope thing would just, mm. that they would be the carriers of that telescope, that they would be the carriers of, of how, these, how to be able to see, how to be able to see far off into the distance how, things, how the things in the universe are formed and that they would be able to see intimately how things are created in, in at a quantum level in people's hearts and people's minds and people's lives father i just pray that, that 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 gifting would just be imparted and uh maneuvered that they'd be able to wield that uh that telescope in a way that is that can't be described father Part of your blueprints are to be able to see the bigness of him and the littlest of him. And you have a tool also to be able to, to see correctly. Um, so during my time, I was laying in the grass uh, next to one of the trees and it wasn't, um, surprisingly, it was warm. Like it, it, it warmed my entire back and it was almost like the grass was a blanket. Um, and he was laying next to me and I was laying real close to him and he was drawing clouds like he was creating clouds and drawing things and um, when she asked us to ask for the gift he handed me an actual box and in the box was a uh, was a scroll but the scroll at the ends um, one end of it was almost like a wrench uh, like it stuck up it was like a gold wrench but it was uh, like a like a decoration but the the end of the scroll um, I didn't ever touch it, I didn't unlock it, but it started to unwind really, really fast. Um, and as it unwound, it's like it was on, the sides were unwinding and unlocking, and so the scroll began to unfold and unfold and unfold. And as it uh, separated and it became this big, long thing, it, the environment changed and it was just uh, this black environment. And all I could see was uh, the top of the scroll and it was, it was almost like where the title would go and it, the, the paper wasn't a flat paper like how we have paper. It was like a 3D paper um, with like prongs going through it almost like it, it had a it had detail in the paper in, in the thickness of it. And at the title was like a, a, a blueish green title and the, the title was establishment. And so as we as we uh, were closing, and she said to take that with you, I, I took it with me back down the cross. And um, as I got to the bottom, he showed me that there is a false crown that has crowned people to where in the front it looks like it's a crown, but in the back there's three chains. And as you carry that scroll, we we ran and we like stuck it in the middle of the earth, and the earth like broke in half. Um, so we just declare over 
this next generation that they know in their scroll, they know the identity of who they are, they know their establishment. And as they go from heaven to earth, they break off the false crowns and they run and they stake their, their establishment in the earth and it cracks wide open to who they are, to crack wide open to the depths of what the earth is. And we just speak establishment over every single uh, son and daughter, over every single niece and nephew, every person that's walking out this next 2020, 2021 year with the Father, that they would walk in a new establishment that would crack the world wide open. How powerful is it to know that on our behalf, she saw even just the word establishment. How much more authority are you gonna walk in this next year knowing somebody saw establishment on my behalf? You didn't have to conjure it up. You didn't have to figure it out. You didn't have to find it. It's just on my behalf, I walk in establishment that's gonna crack open the earth. It's powerful. Uh, so what I, what I saw whenever I asked him uh, for, for what he wanted me to take away, I saw um, a pink map and it had continents outlined on it and he took off a corner of the map and gave it to me and um, in the map I looked into it and at first it was pink and then when I looked into it it was like this gold like just really light like just light almost where I couldn't see and in the light I saw reading and I saw spelling and I heard arithmetic and um, and then I saw a child's mouth moving and and it was speaking and then I saw a magnifying glass and then I saw um, a stamp and, and it was like a postage stamp but it was stamped like like for travel in in a sense and um, and then I heard the word international and so um, so I feel like there's an aspect of what he's wanting to speak into our kids is that what they what they learn they're actually going to be teaching like they're going to be able to um, to to form it so much in their mind and retain it so well that they're going to be able to speak what they learned and then internationally speaks to I mean there's a million different things he could be showing in that declare all that part okay so Father, we just release your voice, Father, your voice that says that over these children, Father, that they are going to connect with every word that is spoken to them, that they are going to retain and hold on to every word that is spoken to them um, as they learn, Father, and they're literally going to be able to speak out what they learn immediately. Father, we speak a, a spark in their learning and a spark in their retention. Father, we speak over those um, the postage stamps that each one of them has that speaks to their destiny the places where they have been father already and the places where they are where they are going to go father we speak international um international travel father i believe that they're literally going to be building those blocks and they're going to know translation before we even do father i just speak that as they start speaking to us as parents uh where they have been that we would pay attention that we would understand that we would know father and we would join with them in those visions in jesus name
practical note, there's a grading system that says in order to get a four, you have to know how to teach it. So on a practical level, what just got imparted into you is that you're not just going to retain information like we used to do to just pass a test, but you're going to be able to own that information and dispense it and teach it. That's going to launch you into international places. So what he handed me was a, um, a little red heart, and it kind of looked like a ruby, but it was heart-shaped, and it was about, the, about the, this big. And um, it, it was a living, moving, it, it definitely had a frequency. You could almost see like the light waves coming off of it and you could feel it and you could hear it. And um, I was really surprised when he said I could take it with me. And he said, you're going to, he showed me a pocket and it was like in my belly and he said here and he, it was like part of my skin and he oh, he showed it to me and he said here put it right here in your pocket and when i did the top of the pocket sealed and the back side of the pocket opened and this heart went inside of my body and um, it just kind of migrated up a little bit like to be right in the center of my core mm. um so Father, we just um, speak over the children, Lord, that they will know your heart from inside of them, God, that there will be no deception will ever be allowed to come into them or have any part of them because they will have a living, breathing experience of who you are inside of them, God, that they will not... Um, any teaching they hear about you that does not align with the frequency of who you are will be dismissed and anything that they encounter with you or hear about you that is truth will be embedded in their system but they will automatically know your heart your character who you who you really truly are they'll have that frequency in their system God, your word says that um, that your word is written on our hearts, that we know who you are mm -hmm. beyond what we're taught, where we just know you. So I speak that over the kids, Lord, that they would just know you, that they would carry you, that they would constantly feel and hear and know that frequency that's coming out of who you are that's put inside of them, Lord, that um, that it will be a constant, that no matter what life brings, that they will always have that life source inside of them that will consistently filter and push out and uh, discernment. God, they'll have discernment that just comes from you. One of the things that's so powerful about hearing the heart is now any one of you, kid or not, engages the heart of Yahweh when they hold onto Regina. I actually saw the telescopes. It says the heart, our hearts have many eyes, the eyes of our heart, not our heart sees. 
And so I saw each in, inside that ruby, every facet was like that telescope to see. And how to see is through the heart of Yahweh. And if you're ever struggling with that part of your blueprint, you know now who to go to to get access to that. Mine was uh, pretty weird, and, but after everybody's been talking, it starts to kind of make a little more sense. You're all weird. Well, um, you know, I saw the picnic tables and I saw everybody having a good time and that was all really easy and simple and, and um, in where we were at, we, it was like we were all just hanging out, talking about like, Lord, you remember when uh, you split the Red Sea? And we're just joking around about it. And um, when I don't know who saw the butterflies or whatever going around, but then I started looking through the field and I just saw tons and tons of snakes. They were slithering all over. They weren't like like they weren't creepy they weren't scary and in fact as they would get closer to the picnic table they almost reminded me of like when dogs come around and they're begging for food these snakes would they would just kind of put their heads up and kind of tap at people's legs and stuff and the lord he was just grabbing them he was grabbing the snakes he was joking with moses he's like don't touch them now because they'll, they'll turn to stay <laughs> <laughs> But he was milking them. He was like taking all the venom out of them. And he just kept putting them in these cups and on the on the on the table. And I'm sitting there looking and watching him do it. And, and I just was like, this is super weird. Um, and he gave me like this satchel, like a, a wine skin, and we started putting all this venom. And that's what I didn't I couldn't under like I still don't really understand. I mean, but to me, venom's death. There's no death in heaven, but whatever. We were putting all this venom in the in this in this wine skin, and uh, and then I had a bunch of cups, and he was like, "You, how are you gonna get that out of here? You can't. What are you gonna What are you gonna do?" Uh, so he gave me another satchel, and we just we filled it all up. We filled up a bunch of these wine skins full of venom, and. Uh, we started walking out of the out of the place, and and um, he uh, whipped around. He said, "Hey, you remember my first miracle?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah, I, I remember." Well, I mean, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was there. And he said, "Turn the turn the venom. They're gonna turn the venom." And to me, that's super simple for kids. It's super easy because that's just being themselves. There's so much venom, there's so much fear where they're going that they can by just being them, they don't have to pray right, they don't have you don't have to to know the Bible. You don't have to know all this you don't have to be spiritual. You just be yourself. Remember Aladdin movie where the genie's all be yourself? Just be yourself and you'll turn you'll turn all of that venom into juice declare all that over them father we just thank you for the 
the power that uh, the little ones have, the greatest in the kingdom have, and how simple it is. It's simple. So Father, we guard their minds about just being easy. It's simple. It's just, it's simple. There's nothing to it. It's being themselves. And Lord, I just, I ask that you would, every time they would feel the environment changing, they would know what that is and they would know what to do. And that's just being themselves. When they feel their friends and their peers becoming to create a fearful environment, Lord, that they would know to change that. They would exchange that yes. venom, Father, for the water of life, for the water of life. is 840 um, come on up here uh, well yes so I uh, just wanted to say what he gave me and um, of course it's going to be you know me <laughs> because he gave me this um, old bookkeeping journal <laughs> where it has all these numbers and everything but it is more like the the financial part so I just felt like this whole thing has caused so much trouble with people losing jobs and you know not having the finances and wanting to send your kids to you know wonderful place and and um, I just I want to pray that um, Go ahead and just, just pray. Ahead, okay. Just <laughs> release it. Oh, so, Father, we just want to pray that the families of these kids going back to school have all the resources that they need and that somehow, you know, everything's covered and that the schools are not suffering because of, you know, the kids not being there or whatever. And teachers are also um, blessed with finances and and things and this this the whole education system god just take care of it and bless everyone and provide what needs to be anything uh, you know the kids need supplies or, or whatever it is or money anyway just yeah, just bless them lord with all the provision they need just want to release uh, one thing over you as we as we leave from this place that that his his atmosphere or his kingdom is as close as and as simple as breathing taking this back full circle to Gabi that she didn't even have to breathe it's like everything that we just did it look at it as um, inhale okay this is the veil inhale simple as simple as our breathing anytime you inhale you're inhaling the fullness of him and then you step out and you exhale the fullness of him you inhale the fullness of him and you exhale the fullness of him amen I think it's absolutely powerful there were so many things that were given 
that what I saw, which is so powerful, what I saw today in my encounter, because I, I, I go first um, in releasing this, is all I got was a big packet. I seem to always get paperwork. When I have these exchanges, if anyone deals with me when I'm dealing with stuff, it's always paperwork. I, I get this packet. But there was nothing on the packet except for what I said. It, it just said sons. It said Ben. And so it was in 2020, 2021. It was just like this, you know how you get in school a, a handbook? You're going to get a bunch of handbooks in a couple of weeks. You're going to get a bunch of rules, regulations, policies, and different things. And it was almost like there was this handbook that was given, but it was completely blank, but I knew it wasn't. And all he asked me to do was to lead a company of people to fill up that book, fill up that scroll, fill up 2021. This is not the only time we're going to do it, but just absolutely powerful from the telescope to the heart, to the swinging, to the, the venom. I mean, snakes, the original intent. Like he said with Moses, I mean, I think it's hilarious that he was like, remember what I did with that thing? Because we usually think snake and we do think death, but we do have the power to reverse those things. And he's given us the strategy. That's another thing. What is blueprints? It's the strategy for 2021, not necessarily physical things, but you're going to begin to receive strategy from the different names of what you encounter to be able to walk out the next year. Amen? Powerful intercession night. Thank you for listening to this message from Kingdom Heirs International. If you have received insight and revelation with this message, we invite you to claim that revelation by trading on the trading floor with this ministry. You can do that at kingdomheirsflag.org. Thank you.